Chapter twenty six of Personal Narrative of Pilgrimage to Al Medina and Mecca, Part two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter twenty six of Personal Narrative of Pilgrimage to Al Medina and Mecca by Richard Francis Burton. From Aswiriqiyah to Mecca, Part two. Ensued terrible confusion. Women screamed, children cried, and men vociferated, each one striving with might and main to urge his animal out of the place of death. But the road being narrow, they only managed to jam the vehicles in a solid, immovable mass. At every matchlock shot a shudder ran through the huge body, as when the surgeon's scalpel touches some more sensitive nerve. The irregular horsemen, perfectly useless, galloped up and down over the stones, shouting to and ordering to another. The pasha of the army had his red carpet spread at the foot of the left-hand precipice, and debated over his pipe with the officers what ought to be done. No good genius whispered, crown the heights. Then it was that the conduct of the Wahhabis found favour in my eyes. They came up, galloping their camels, torrents less rapid and less rash with their elf-locks tossing in the wind and their flaring matches casting a strange lurid light over their features taking up a position one body began to fire upon the ateba robbers whilst two or three hundred dismounting swarmed up the hill under the guidance of the sharif zed i have remarked this nobleman at el medina as a model specimen of the pure arab like all sharifs he is celebrated for bravery and has killed many with his own hand Footnote. the sharifs are born and bred to fighting the peculiar privileges of their caste favour their development of pugnacity thus the modern dia or price of blood being eight hundred dollars for a common muslim the chiefs demand for one of their number double that sum with a sword a camel a female slave and other items and if one of their slaves or servants be slain a fourfold price the rigorous way in which this custom is carried out gives the sharif and his retainer great power among the arabs as a general rule there at the bottom of all mischief it was the sharif hussein bin ali who tore down and trampled upon the british flag at mocha a sharif abdurrahman al-wahd who murdered captain malan near lahij a page might be filled with names of distinguished ruffians and a footnote when urged at the zariba to ride into mecca he swore that he would not leave the caravan till in sight of the walls and fortunately for the pilgrims he kept his word presently the firing was heard far in our rear the robbers having fled the head of the column advanced, and the dense body of the pilgrims opened out. Our forced halt was now exchanged for a fight. It required much management to steer our desert craft clear of danger, but Sheikh Mas'ud was equal to the occasion. That many were not was evident by the boxes and baggage that strewed the shingles. I had no means of ascertaining the number of men killed and wounded. Reports were contradictory and exaggeration unanimous. The robbers were said to be a hundred and fifty in number. Their object was plunder, and they would eat the shot camels. But their principal ambition was to boast. We, the Ateba, on such and such a night, stopped the Sultan's Mahmal one whole hour in the pass. At the beginning of the skirmish I had primed my pistol, and sat with them ready for use. 
but soon seeing that there was nothing to be done and wishing to make an impression nowhere does a bobadil now go down so well as in the east i called aloud for my supper Sheikh Noor, examined with fear, could not move. The boy Mohammed ejaculated only an, Oh, sir! And the people around exclaimed in disgust, By Allah, he eats! Sheikh Abdullah the Makkan, being a man of spirit, was amused by the spectacle. Are these Afghan manners of him? He inquired from the shukdaf behind me. Yes, I replied aloud. In my country, we always dine before an attack of robbers because that gentry is in the habit of sending men to bed supperless the sheikh laughed aloud but those around him looked offended i thought the bravado this time mal place but a little event which took place on my way to jeddah proved that it was not quite a failure as we advanced our escort took care to fire every large asclepius to disperse the shades which buried us again the scene became wondrous wild full many a ways i've wandered o'er clomb many a crag crossed many a shore but my halidom i seen so rude so wild as this yet so sublime in barrenness ne'er did my wandering footsteps press where'er i chanced to roam on either side were ribbed precipices dark angry and towering above till their summits mingled with the glooms of the night and between them formidable looked a chasm down which our host hurried with shouts and discharges of matchlocks the torch smoke and the night fires of flaming asclepias formed a canopy sable above and livid red below it hung over our heads like a sheet and divided the cliffs into two equal parts here the fire flashed fiercely from a tall thorn that crackled and shot up showers of sparks into the air there it died away in lurid gleams which lit up a truly stygian scene as usual however the picturesque had its inconveniences there was no path rocks stone banks and trees obstructed our passage the camel now blind in darkness then dazzled by a flood of light stumbled frequently in some places slipping down a steep descent in others over a sheet of mud there were furious quarrels and fierce language between camel-men and their hirers and threats to fellow-travellers in fact we were united in discord i passed that night crying ay ay switching the camel and fruitlessly endeavouring to fustigate Masoud's nephew, who resolutely slept under the water-bags. During the hours of darkness we made four or five halts, then we boiled coffee and smoked pipes, but man and beast were beginning to suffer from a deadly fatigue. Dawn, Saturday, September 10th, found us still travelling down the Fimara, which here is about a hundred yards broad. The granite hills on both sides were less precipitous, and the borders of the torrent-bed became natural quays of stiff clay which showed a water-mark of from twelve to fifteen feet in height in many parts the bed was muddy and the moist places as usual caused accidents i happened to be looking back at sheikh abdullah who was then riding in old ali bin yasin's fine shukduf suddenly the camel's four legs disappeared from under him his right side flattening the ground and the two riders were pitched severally out of the smashed vehicle. Abdullah started up furious, and with great zest abused the Bedouin who were absent. "'Feed these Arabs!' he exclaimed, quoting a Turkish proverb, "'and they will fire at heaven!' But I observed that, when Sheikh Masoud came up, the citizen was only gruff. When we turned northward and sighted Al-Mazik, more generally known as Wadi Laymun, or the Valley of the Limes, 
on the right bank of the fiumara stood the meccan sharif's state pavilion green and gold it was surrounded by his attendants and he had prepared to receive the pasha of the caravan we advanced half a mile and encamped temporarily in a hill-girt bulge of the fiumara bed at eight a m we had travelled about twenty-four miles from azarba and the direction of our present station was south-west fifty degrees sheikh masoud allowed us only four hours halt he wished to proceed the main body after breaking our fast joyously upon limes pomegranates and fresh dates we sallied forth to admire the beauties of the place we are once more on classic ground the ground of the ancient arab poets desert is the village waste the halting-place and home at minna o rijam and ghul wild beasts unheeded roam on Drayan hill the channel lines have left their naked trace time-worn as primal writ that dints the mountain's flinty face footnote in these lines of labid the minna alluded to most not we are warned by the socialist be confounded with minna or the vulgar tongue munna or the valley of the victims Rul and Rayan are hills close to the Wadi Laymun. The passage made me suspect that inscriptions would be found among the rocks, and the scholiast informs us that men used to write upon rocks in order that their writing might remain. Dasi Mu'allaqa de Lebit, page 289. I neither saw nor heard of any but some months afterwards i was delighted to hear from the abbe hamilton that he had discovered in one of the rock monuments a lithographed proof of the presence of sisotris or ramses the second and a footnote and this wadi celebrated for the purity of its air had from remote ages been a favourite resort of the meccans nothing can be more soothing to the brain than the dark green foliage of the limes and pomegranates and from the base of the southern hill burst a bubbling stream whose chère fraîche et dolce acque flow through the gardens filling them with the most delicious of melodies the glad sound which nature in these regions knows exactly at noon masoud seized the halter of the foremost camel and we started down the fimara troops of bedouin girls looked over the orchard walls laughingly and children came out to offer us fresh fruit and sweet water at two p m travelling southwest we arrived at a point where the torrent bed turns to the right and quitting it we climbed with difficulty over a steep ridge of granite before three o'clock we entered a hill-girt plain which my companions called sola in some places were clumps of trees and scattered villages warned us that we were approaching a city far to the left rose the blue peaks of life and the mountain road a white thread upon the nearer heights was pointed out to me here i first saw the tree or rather shrub which bears the balm of gilead ere so celebrated for its tonic and stomachic properties Footnote. the balsam of theophrastus and dioscorides a corruption of the arabic balisan or basham by which name the bedouin know it in the valley of the jordan it was worth its weight in silver and king's ward for what is now a weed cleopatra by a commission brought it to egypt it was grown at heliopolis the last tree died there we are told by neighbour in the early part of the seventeenth century according to others in a d fifteen o two a circumstance the more curious as it was used by the copts in chrism and by europe for anointing kings 
from egypt it was carried to al-hijaz where it now grows wild on sandy and stony grounds but i could not discover the date of its naturalization moslems generally believe it to have been presented to solomon by bilqis or the queen of sheba bruce relates that it was produced at muhammad's prayer from the blood of the badr martyrs the gospel of infancy book one chapter eight we read nine hence they joseph and mary went out to that sycamore which is now called Mataria, the modern and arabic name for heliopolis ten and in Mataria the lord jesus caused a well to spring forth in which saint mary washed his coat eleven and a balsam is produced or grows in that country from the sweat which ran down there from the lord jesus the sycamore is still shown and the learned recognize in this ridiculous old legend the hero sicaminion of pagan egypt under which isis and horus sat hence sir j mondeville an old writer alludes reverently to the sovereign virtues of the bound i believe its qualities to have been exaggerated but have found it useful in dressing wounds burckhardt volume two page one hundred twenty four alludes to but appears not to have seen it the best balsam is produced upon stony hills like arafat and mina in hot weather incisions are made in the bark and the soft gum which exudes is collected in bottles the best kind is the consistence of honey and yellowish-brown like treacle it is frequently adulterated with water when if my informant sheikh abdullah speak the truth it becomes much lighter in weight i have never heard of the vipers which pliny mentions as abounding in these trees and which bruce declares were shown to him alive at jeddah and at yambur dr carter found the ball under the name of luban duqa among the gara tribe of eastern arabia and botanists have seen it at aden we may fairly question its being originally from the banks of jordan and a footnote i told sheikh masoud to break off a twig which he did heedlessly the act was witnessed by our party with a roar of laughter and the astounded sheikh was warned that he had become subject of an atoning sacrifice Footnote. this being one of the muharramat or actions forbidden to a pilgrim at all times says the moslem there are three vile trades viz those of the harq al-hajar or the stone burner the qati' al-shajar the tree cutter without reference the hawardin and b and bay al-bashar man-seller or vulgar for jallab and a footnote of course he denounced me as the instigator and i could not fairly refuse assistance the tree has of late years been carefully described by many botanists i will only say that the bark resembled in colour a cherry stick-pipe the inside was a light yellow and the juice made my fingers stick together at four p m we came to a steep and rocky pass up which we toiled with difficulty the pass of the country was rising once more and again presented the aspect of numerous small basins divided and surrounded by hills as we jogged on we were passed by the cavalcade of no less personage than the sharif of mecca abdul muttalib bin ghalib is a dark beardless old man with african features derived from his mother he was plainly dressed in white garments and white muslin turban which made him look jet black Footnote this attire was customary even in el idrisi's time and a footnote he rode an ambling mule and the only emblem of his dignity was the large green satin umbrella borne by an attendant on foot footnote from india to abyssinia the umbrella is the sign of royalty the arabs of mecca and sanaa probably derived the custom from the hindus and a footnote 
Scattered around him were about forty matchlock men, mostly slaves. At long intervals their father came his four sons, Ridat Bey, Abdullah, Ali, and Ahmed, the latter still a child. The three elder brothers rode splendid dromedaries at speed. They were young men of light complexion, with true Meccan cast of features, showily dressed in bright-coloured silks, and armed to denote their rank with sword and gold-hilted dagger. Footnote. I purposely omit long descriptions of the Sharif, my fellow travellers, Messer Didier and Hamilton, being far more competent to lay the subject before the public. A few political remarks may not be deemed out of place. The present Sharif, despite his civilized training at Constantinople, is, and must be, a fanatic, bigoted man. He applied for the expulsion of the British vice-consul at Jeddah, on the grounds that an infidel should not hold position in the Holy Land. His pride and reserve have made him few friends, although the Meccans, with their enthusiastic nationality, extol his bravery to the skies, and praise him for conduct as well as for courage. His position, at present, is anomalous. Ahmed Baja of Al-Hijaz rules politically as representative of the Sultan. The Sharif, who, like the Pope, claims temporal as well as spiritual dominion, attempts to command the authorities by force of bigotry. The Pasha heads the Turkish, now the ruling party. The Sharif has in his interest the Arabs and the Bedouin. Both thwart each other on all possible occasions. Quarrels are bitter and endless. There is no government and the vessel of the state is in danger of being waterlogged in consequence of the squabbling between the two captains when i was at mecca all were in a ferment the sharif having it is said insisted upon the pasha leaving taif the position of the turks and al-hijaz becomes every day more dangerous want of money presses upon them and reduces them to degrading measures in february eighteen fifty three the pasha hired a forced loan from the merchants and but for mr cole's spirit and firmness the english protégés would have been compelled to contribute their share after a long and animated discussion the pasha yielded the point by imprisoning his recusant subjects who insisted upon indians paying like themselves he waited in person with an apology upon mr cole though established at jeddah since eighteen thirty eight the french and the english consuls contented with the proxy never required a return of visit from the governor if the Turks frequently reduce to such expedients for the payment of their troops, they will soon be swept from the land. On the other hand, the Sharif approaches a crisis. His salary, paid by the Sultan, may be roughly estimated at 15,000 per annum. If the Turks maintain their footing in Arabia, it will probably be found that an honorable retreat at Istanbul is better for the 31st descendant of the Prophet than a turbulent life of Mecca or that a reduced allowance of five hundred pounds per annum would place him in a higher spiritual though in a lower temporal position since the above was written the sharif abdul mutalib has been deposed the arabs of al-hijaz united in revolt against the sultan but after a few skirmishes they were reduced to subjection by their old ruler sharif bin un and a footnote we halted as evening approached and strained our eyes but all in vain to catch sight of Mecca, which lies in a winding valley. By Sheikh Abdullah's direction, I recited, after the usual devotions, the following prayer. The reader is forewarned that it is difficult to preserve the flowers of Oriental rhetoric in a European tongue. O oh Allah, 
verily this is thy safeguard amn and thy haram into those entereth become safe amen so deny or harem my flesh and blood my bones and skin to hell-fire o allah save me from thy wrath on the day when servants shall be raised from the dead i conjure thee by this that thou art allah beside whom is none thou only and the merciful the compassionate and have mercy upon our lord muhammad and upon the progeny of our lord muhammad and upon his followers one and all this was concluded with the talbiyat and with an especial prayer for myself again we mounted and night completed our disappointment about one a m i was aroused by general excitement mecca mecca cried some voices the sanctuary oh the sanctuary exclaimed others and all burst into loud labaik not unfrequently broken by sobs i looked out from my litter and saw by the light of the southern stars the dim outlines of a large city a shade darker than the surrounding plain we were passing over the last ridge by a cutting called saniyat qata the winding place of the cut footnote saniyat means winding path and qudaa formerly mecca had three gates bab al-ma'la northeast bab al-umrah or bab zahir on the jeddah road west and bab mesfal on the yaman road these were still standing in the twelfth century but the walls were destroyed it is better to enter mecca by day and on foot but this is not a matter of vital consequence in pilgrimage and a footnote the winding path is flanked on both sides by watch-towers which command the darb al-ma'la or road leading from north into mecca thence we pass the ma'bada or the northern suburb where the sharif's palace is built footnote it is a large whitewashed building with extensive wooden balconied windows but no pretensions to architectural splendour around it trees grow and amongst them i remarked a young cocoa al-idrisi a d fifteen fifty four calls the place al-marba this may be a clerical error for the present day all know it as a mabada or pronounced it al-mabda the nubian describes it as a stone castle three miles from town in a palm garden the word mabada says qutbuddin means body of servants and it is applied generally to this suburb because here was a body of a bedouin in charge of the masjid al-ijaba a mosque now not existing and a footnote after this on the left hand came the deserted boat of sharif bin Aun, now said to be a haunted house footnote i cannot conceive what made the accurate neighbor fall into the strange error that apparitions are unknown in arabia arabs fear to sleep alone to enter the bath at night to pass by cemeteries during dark and to sit amongst ruins simply for fear of apparitions and arabia together with persia has supplied half the western world with its ghost stories and tales of angels demons and fairies to quote milton the land is struck with superstition as with a planet End of footnote. opposite to it lies the jannat al-ma'la the holy cemetery of mecca thence turning to the right we enter the sulaymaniyya or the afghan quarter here the boy mohammed being an inhabitant of the shami or the syrian ward thought proper to display some apprehension the two are on bad terms children never meet without exchanging volleys of stones and men fight furiously with quarter-staves sometimes despite the terrors of religion the knife and sabre are drawn but their hostilities have their code if a citizen be killed there there is a subscription for blood-money 
an inhabitant of one quarter passing singly through another becomes a guest once beyond the walls he is likely to be beaten to insensibility by his hospitable foes at the Suleymaniyah we turned off the main road into the byway and ascended by narrow lanes to the rough heights of jabal hindi upon which stands a small whitewashed and crenellated building called the fort thence descending we threaded dark streets in places crowded with rude cots and dusky figures and finally at two a m we found ourselves at the door of the boy mohammed's house from wadi laymun to makkah the distance according to my calculation was about twenty three miles the direction south-east forty-five degrees we arrived on the morning of sunday seventh of the hijjah or the eleventh of september eighteen fifty three and had one day before the beginning of the pilgrimage to repose and visit the harem i conclude this chapter with a few remarks upon the watershed of al-hijaz the country in my humble opinion has compound slope southwards and westwards i have however little but the conviction of the modern arabs to support the assertion that this part of arabia declines from the north all declare that the course of water to be southerly and believe the fountain of arafat to pass underground from baghdad the slope as geographers know is still a disputed point ritter jamard and some old arab authors make the country rise towards the south whilst walin and others express an opposite opinion from the sea to al-musahhal it is a gentle rise the watermarks of the fiumaras show that al-medina is considerably above the coast though geographers may not be correct in claiming for jabal rodwa a height of six thousand feet yet that elevation is not perhaps too great for the plateau upon which stands the apostle's burial place from al-medina to al-swayriqiyya is another gentle rise and from the latter to al-zariba stagnating water denotes a level i believe the report of a perennial lake on the eastern boundary of al-hijaz as little as the river placed by ptolemy between yamba and mecca no bedoui could tell me of this feature which had it existed would have changed the whole conditions and history of the country we know the greek's river to be a fiumara and the lake probably owes its existence to a similar cause a heavy fall of rain beginning at the zariba is a decided fall which continues to the sea the arafat torrent sweeps from east to west with great force and sometimes carrying away the habitations and injuring the sanctuary Footnote. This is a synopsis of our marches which protracted on burkhardt's map gives an error of ten miles from al-medina to jaz sharifa southeast fifty degrees is twenty-two miles from jaz sharifa to ghurab southwest ten degrees twenty-four miles from ghurab to al-hijriya southeast twenty-two degrees twenty-five miles from al-hijriya to al-swayriqiyya southwest eleven degrees twenty-eight miles from al-swayriqiyya to al-sufayna southeast five degrees seventeen miles from Asufayna to Banu Mutair, southwest twenty degrees eighteen miles. From Banu Mutair to Al Ghadir, southwest twenty one degrees twenty miles. From Al Ghadir to Birkat, southeast ten degrees twenty four miles. From Al Birkat to Al Zariba, southeast fifty six degrees twenty three miles. From Al Zariba to Wadi Laymun, southwest fifty degrees twenty four miles. From Wadi Laymun to Mecca, southeast forty five degrees twenty three miles. Total English miles two hundred forty eight and a footnote and of chapter twenty six